You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We closed yesterday on the Gemara in Pesachim, where Rabbi Yudah argues that burning chametz is like burning leftover sacrifices. And we're going to carry on with this interrelationship between the burning of a chametz and the burning of sacrifices as we close off the first chapter. And in fact, we'll see some connections at the beginning of the second chapter as well. So uh, we start with Rabbi Hanina Skan HaKohanim, the deputy head of the priests. Rabbi Hanina Skan HaKohanim Omer, Mimehem shel Kohanim lo nimnu milisrof et shenitma bilvad hatuma the Rabbi Hanina, the, the deputy head of the Kohanim, said that during forever, me mayhem, during all the days of the priests, they never worried about burning meat, which had been defiled by a second-order uncleanness together with meat which had been defiled by a first-order uncleanness. So a first-order uncleanness is something like a, um, well, we talked about it a couple of days ago, a dead sheretz, a dead creepy crawly. That provides, if that's first-order uncleanness, and we, the, if the dead sheretz touches, for example, a person, I, I think the person then becomes a second-order, of second-order uncleanness. And he, if... So if he touches a piece of meat rather than the dead sherets touching the piece of meat, these two pieces of meat have got different levels of tumah. And Rabbi Hanina is saying, it's okay. We have a mixture, but we can burn them both together. Even though we're going to increase the uncleanness, we're going to actually, he says, we're going to add to the uncleanness. That's an important word. We're going to add one uncleanness to the other, i.e. we're going to add the uncleanness of the first order tuma to the second, that of the second order tuma. And Rabbi Akiva seems to be stimulated by this idea of adding tuma to tuma because he's now going to add something onto the Mishnah. We said, um, uh, and now we have Hosif, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva adds, and he says, and he actually, he, his saying is a mirror image of the, of the saying we just had. Exactly the same language. That during the days of the priest, they never refrained. But then a different specific. And it closes the same way. So Rabbi Akiva added and said during the days of the priests, they never refrained from lighting oil, which had been made unfit by a tavul yom. Well, what's a tavul yom? Now, if a priest came into contact with a dead person, and we read about this actually in the Parsha of Chukat just uh, six days, yeah, it was just six days ago, it was Shabbat Parah. 
So he, he, the priest comes in contact with a something dead. He, we will sprinkle on him on the third day and on the seventh day. And then in the evening, he bathes. Sorry, he bathes. And then in the evening, where after sun has set, he is pure again. So it, it takes three things. He needs the sprinkle, he needs to bathe, and he needs time. A tavul yom is someone who's bathed, but time hasn't passed. In other words, it's not dark yet. So he's not clean yet. And so if he touches this oil, this becomes um, unfit, nifsal, because of his touch. But that is a different order of tuma from a light, a lamp, which has actually been defiled by someone who's really contracted corpse impurity. Bener met. And if we pour that oil into that lamp, then <clears throat> the oil becomes, I guess you could say, more tame. And that's really how Rabbi Akiva closes. Even though doing so adds uncleanness, to, adds uncleanness to uncleanness. In other words, Rabbi Akiva said, and he agrees, by the way, with Rabbi Hanina, the deputy head of the Kohanim, that there was never any hesitation about burning these things together. But the question then is, it look, can we burn? Um, how does that apply to burning uh, chametz? So Rabbi Meir is going to say, midivrehem, from their words. Uh, if we've got clean truma that we have to burn, maybe it's chametz. Truma, which is chametz, has to be burnt. And maybe, of course, the truma was already not... Of course, the truma might have been tame anyway. Anything can happen to truma. It can come into contact with the sheretz. So Rabbi Meir says, When we do the burning, right? Remember, this is all about the burning on the sixth hour. We can burn clean truma together with unclean, even though by doing that, we're actually going to render the clean truma unclean. So, okay, we're going to burn it anyway, right? So it may, it's no good to us. I guess, but you know that you could say, look, there's a final indignity in making it even more unclean while we're burning it. And Rabbi Yossi objects. Amar Rabbi Yossi, a nahi, a nahi hamida. That's not an analogy. And I think Rabbi Meir is saying it's not an analogy because. Here we're talking about clean and unclean truma, whereas Rabbi May, um, the uh, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Hanina, the deputy head of the Kohanim, are talking about two objects which are both tame already in different ways. They're not talking about tahor and tame. They're talking about tame and tame, but in different degrees. And that's why. I mean, Rabbi Meir may want to argue from that, but Rabbi Yossi says you can't argue from Tahor and Tameh to Tameh and Tameh, from, sorry, from Tameh and Tameh 
to Tahor and Tomei. And Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Hoshua agree. So when we have these three sages agree, we know effectively the halacha is going to go according to them. We burn each one on its own. So, are Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua entirely in agreement? What do they disagree about? In respect of the doubtful and the unclean. So let's say we've got something which we know is unclean and something which might be unclean. Rabbi Eliezer says, look, each will be burnt separately. And we know, by the way, Rabbi Eliezer, first, he's very particular to the point of being extreme. But he's particularly particular about, if you like, separation. He's particularly... Rabbi Eliezer is particularly concerned about keeping stuff clean. Remember, Rabbi Eliezer is the boar Sid. What he, he, his teaching is compared to a plastered system, right? Nothing can get in. He won't teach anything that he hasn't learned from his own teaching. Yeah, he doesn't take any, Rabbi Eliezer doesn't take any risks with impurity. He, he doesn't like stuff that is whole, if you like, getting into the mix. So we're not surprised that Rabbi Eliezer says they have to be burnt separately. The Rabbi Yoshua, and Rabbi Yoshua is a blacksmith, right? And he's more practical. He's used to living in the real world. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Shtehen Ke'echat. We can burn them both together. And that's the closure of the first chapter. Are we... Can we burn? We're closing on burning and we're closing on, if you like, burning mixtures. And then as we open the second chapter, we're going to keep our eye on this concept of burning, but we're going to refer back to our discussion about times, which we uh, touched on right in the middle of the um, right in the, at the at the beginning of the chapter. Remember, we had a discussion about how long we can eat chametz for and when we have to burn it. And we're going to come back to that discussion. Maybe we can uh, eat it until the end of the fourth hour. Maybe we can eat it until the end of the fifth hour. The sages disagree. We certainly have to start burning it at the beginning of the sixth hour. And the Mishnah says, Kol mutal As long as one's permitted to eat, as long as we can eat it, we can basically enjoy it. We can get benefit from it. So we can feed it to cattle and beasts and birds, and we can sell it to a Gentile, and we can benefit, any kind of benefit from it is permitted for as long as we can eat it. Or when its time has passed, and once its time has passed, we can't get any benefit from it. We can't even uh, get benefit from a stove, which we fired with it. If we're going to burn it, we're going to just burn it for the sake of burning it. We can't burn it for heat. We, don't, we can't get any benefit at all from it once its time has passed. And now Rabbi Yudah is going to come in with the last word. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Ein biur chametz ela srefa. So maybe this is the final, if you like, connection. 
between burning leftover sacrifices and burning chametz, that Rabbi Yudas says, actually, there's no other way of doing it except for burning. Remember, Rabbi Yudah was the author of the material in the Talmud that we touched on at the beginning of this lesson and the end of the last one. Rabbi Yudah sees chametz and leftover sacrifices as absolutely analogous. And the sages are going to disagree, by the way. For Chachamim Omrim, Af Mufared Vezorei Laruach Umatil Layam. The sages are going to say, no, the thing you just got to do is to get rid of it in some way. And they might accept the philosophical concept that chametz is like leftover sacrifices, but in practice, we can get rid of it in any way we like. We can crumble it, and we can throw it to the wind, and we can cast it into the sea. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.